Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationships with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Table and Well podcast. This is episode 16. We are so honored that you are here with us today. And today I want to ask you guys to, as always, subscribe on your favorite listening platform, but also leave us five stars and some comments. Um, I've been learning that the more five stars ratings that we have and the more comments that we have, it makes it easier for people to find us. So please leave your ratings and your comments. We'd love to read your comments. Um, And we just want this to be as easy for people that want to learn more information about how to live relationally healthy with God themselves and others. Today's episode starts our four-part series on the parent stage of maturity. Um, As always, we're going to be talking about the needs and the task that we have to complete to be fully mature parents in this stage of maturity. And we're going to be looking at some things such as what does it look like to be a single parent? How do you navigate through that? We're going to talk about what does it look like if you maybe are not a biological parent, but you are operating in that parent role. Um, so the primary goal and the primary function of a parent is to be able to take care of yourself and take care of others sacrificially with joy. So it's not holding account. It's not saying, if I do this, you're going to do this. It is being completely and sacrificially giving of yourself and doing it from a place of joy. So let's get to it. Here is part one of the parent stage of maturity. A kid, but what qualifies yeah. a parent? So it's being able to give sacrificially. And so what I want to, I want to go ahead and um, I'm going to read this just because I think it encapsulates it very well. It says you will know uh, you are at the parent stage when you can sacrificially care for your children without resenting the sacrifice or expecting to receive anything for your efforts. You may feel exhausted or overwhelmed at times, but you still will be able to appreciate, not begrudge your sacrifice. Right. So it's learning how to sacrifice with joy. With joy. Um, And that's really an important thing. We have a lot of people in culture that are parents, Mm -hmm. but cannot do it with joy. Yep. And cannot really sacrificially give without expecting something else in return. return. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's it's a big one. So here we go. Let's jump into parents. I want to read this to you because I think this is also very important. So we talk about parents and immediately your mind goes to, well, I am married or I'm not married or I'm a single mom or I'm a single dad and I have biological children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Automatically. Automatically. We know that equals parent, parent. right? Yeah. In our society. Yeah. So biologically being a parent, one doesn't automatically make you a parent. Right. Just like being at... Being 40 doesn't automatically make you an adult in maturity. Yep, that's correct. And then singles can be parents as well. They can. Yep. Yep. And we're going to explore that today, too. We will. We're going to get into a whole section about that. So if you're single and you're listening to this and you've suddenly disqualified yourself from being a parent, um, thanks for even one, (laughs) tuning in and checking out what this is. But Mm -hmm. two... This does meet you. The community needs you to fill this role. Yeah. Whether or not you're able to have biologically have children or have chosen to biologically have children yet, community needs you. Yep. And and believe it or not, you can be you can be 18 years old mm-hmm. and be a parent. 
And be working, yeah, be working, be working at being a parent, depending on your maturity. Like, Absolutely. remember, these are maturity stages, not age stages. That's why I said can be. Yep. So if a parent mm-hmm. is a birth for your first child mm-hmm. through the, your youngest child becoming or entering that adult maturity stage, which, which should be 13. By the time your child reaches 13, they should have learned all the skills they need to be an adult. Which means I can take care of myself. myself. I've completed the ability to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And now I'm learning. How to take care of others. Right. How to take care of one other. One other. Myself right. and someone else. Right. So it's really important. And we'll talk about this in the parent stage. But that we're we're preparing our kids to enter that stage. I think a lot of times we wait until they're 14, 15, 16. And we're like, okay, oh, okay, now, now we've got to like put all this together and instill our parenthood in you and teach you all these skills. Cause now I've got two years left before you're an adult. And really at that point, it's too late. Yeah. They already tried to start to operate at 13 on what they've known from the yeah. past. Yeah. Their brain is literally sh- shifted over their development within their body and their chemical makeup mm-hmm. has already shifted, shifted away from that. you. And so it makes it much more challenging if you wait until you think they're, they're ready. ready. Yeah, you can think of it this way, too. We were talking about this last night. You know, the infant stage, it's like you're building a house. So the infant stage is like the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you're digging the trench, you're pouring the foundation, you're making it solid. That child stage between the age of 4 and 12 is where you're actually building the house. Right. You've, you've you put up the framework, you put in all the wiring, you put the roof on, you put the shingles on, all the windows are in, you've painted it, it looks really nice. And then at 13, they're ready to move into that house. Mm-hmm. And then so the job is from 13 until the birth of their first child is to teach them how to maintain their house. Right. So imagine. And often that takes the community. Yes. And so imagine. That might take someone else who's a plumber. Sorry. No, you're good. No, no, you're good. You're right. But it takes the plumber. It takes electrician. It takes learning how to make the phone calls, learning how to do the thing, learning how to change the filters. Mm -hmm. Um, But imagine. So let's say they live in that house for three years or four years with no maintenance. Right. And now you're trying to make up for three or four years of maintenance work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better I mean, get- imagine moving most 13 year olds into a house right. right now. Yeah. That wouldn't go well. No. But in, and obviously that's not a real physical thing that we would recommend to do. No. But we're talking more about taking ownership of their bodies mm-hmm. and their emotions and having the capability to maintain those with the help of the community by the time they're 13. But let's skip back for a minute because now we're getting ahead into a lot of stuff. So just like we talked about in adult maturity, um, you don't just show up at 13 and you're a mature adult. Mm -hmm. You show up at 13 and you're a young adult learning how to mature. So you have a whole Mm -hmm. stage of progress that has to happen in that from 13 to the birth of your first child should be plenty of time um, to be able to grow in maturity. Yeah. So just like that too, I think it's important that we talk about it in the same way with parent maturity, mm-hmm. that oftentimes when you first become a parent, That's good. thank yeah. God the Lord gives us infants <laughs> who don't need us to explain the whole world to them, yes. who just need us to show up and, and we get to learn in really, really tough ways. He gives us this helpless little adorable baby that, pull, we... right, that pulls on our heartstrings and enables us to like, get like muster muster up out of us that sacrificial love because we could be exhausted from days and days of not sleeping and then you get that first little like gassy smile Mm -hmm. and and it's all worth it somehow you know like thank god they didn't come out teenagers um because we're also learning how to grow in parent maturity yes because we also need to be maturing as our kids are maturing yes Um, because we need to be different parents when our kids are 
one, two, three to when they're seven, eight, nine, right. to when they're 13, 14, 17. Right. For sure. Yeah. So when they're 20, 25, all of those, as we're learning yeah. um, in this stage, what does that look like? And yeah. are we mature enough to do that? Because mm-hmm. um, we're still growing in our maturity because we're a few years into this knowledge as well. And yeah. so we're playing makeup, um, which gets challenging when you do already have adult kids. Yeah. So, so Rooks, um, go ahead. So the primary goals of uh, parent maturity is to sacrificially take care of children with joy. Yes, absolutely. And just like every other stage, there are needs and tasks. Mm-hmm. And so there's things that we need to do as parents to grow in maturity. Mm-hmm. And there's things that the task or that the community needs to do to help us. I did that backwards. You did. Yep. Uh, it's okay. backwards. But you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so the parent, the parent maturity needs are, I need this for my community. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh-huh. Did that backwards. Yeah, that's okay. Yep. The parent then, tasks are, I have a job here and I that I'm responsible for. Yes. So yep. in all of the maturity stages, there's both needs, yes, and, needs tasks. and tasks. Yeah. Yep. So, so you, you think we haven't done this, you know, four times now. Or, with that it and wrote it out and all that. So stuff. parent stage needs yes. are the one of the first needs of a parent is an encouraging partner. Yes. Um tough to just say that bluntly. Yeah. Um many parents don't have an encouraging partner and but God did design it that way. Yeah. And he really does know what's best for us. So mm-hmm. he didn't design it that way in the way that Shame on anybody who doesn't have one. No, that's no. not what we're saying. No. What we are saying is that life is better than community, and the Lord knew that. That's yeah. the way he designed us to be, is in relationship. Yeah. And we were never meant to be parents alone. Alone. Mm-mm. Yeah. So if you find yourself in that situation, uh, something that, and it, or if you know someone who's in that situation, they really need you. Yeah. Uh, you as a single parent really need someone to walk beside you on this journey. It is not meant for you to do alone. So, no. uh, I mean, now I'm just going to say, I mean, just part of our story is, you know, um, I granted she wasn't a single parent as in like a single parent. Um, but there for the first, probably long time of parenthood, <laughs> First part of long time. First part of long time. Yeah. Um, accurate. <laughs> accurate. Accurate. She was a single parent. Mm-hmm. She did it on her own. Um, and I wasn't there like I should have been to support and to walk through and to be the partner that she needed. She can do it. I mean, she did it. Mm-hmm. And and praise God, she did a great job. Um, but it was never meant to be that way. Right. We shared this actually at a conference we were yeah. at a couple months ago that was I able to do it? Sorry, that would be our cat. Was I able to do do it? Yeah, I was. Um, but I was busy being both mom and dad. And so I wasn't actually able to be mom, just mom. And so I, because I was responsible for both jobs, I couldn't fully do my job. And God didn't design it that way. Uh, and so, like, could I do it? Yeah. Did I do it? Yeah. Did I get to be the mom that God designed me to be? No, because I had to be both. So just keep that in mind as well, that uh, I think there's a lot of women who are in this situation. And part of what is our passion to to figure out is how to help people not to repeat the mistakes we've made and also how to help 
parents who are currently in the situation, we know so many marriages mm-hmm. that that's the truth, yeah. that the men don't know how to be men, don't know how to be fathers. And so there's a lot of moms and women who are single parenting inside of marriage. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, a little bit of a tangent and there'll be more information. And, I'm sure that'll come out as we prayerfully yeah. uh, develop what the Lord wants us to li- right. deliver on that. But we know that's a very real story as well. Yep. And then there are the situations where it's flipped, where it's the other way around, mm-hmm. where dad's the single dad and, um, Mine's not available. And mine's not available. So, you know, it all, it's, yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's all there. It all makes sense. So, um, so again, uh, let's see. So we said encouraging partner, um, they need guidance from elders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what does that look like? That looks like someone who's been there, done that, that you can look back on where their kids are and you can see how they raise their kids and where their kids are and how, um, mature their kids are and you go and an elder and you say, Hey, I need help. Like, am I doing this right? Am I, am I, am I walking this road? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, how can I do this better? How can I grow in this area? And and it's the elders that are able to come in and say, yeah, you're doing great. Or maybe tweak this a little bit or look at this, or Mm -hmm. we did it like this. And this is kind of how it worked. There was a story I heard about, um, someone who, um, the pastor and, he was a, a, a youth pastor at a church and he had, had little, he had littles and I don't remember the exact situation, but the, the senior pastor, they have grandkids now at the time. And they basically said, you know, when our kids were little, we did, or we stopped doing ABC, whatever it was. And this young guy, he was like, well, I'm going to do it this way. This is what all the Bible, this is what the, the, uh, all the books say. And this is how we do it. He's like, and when my kids turn like 14, he was like, oh, maybe she was right. <laughs> yeah. Cause she had walked that road. <laughs> She had walked that road. And I think for us, that's been a lot of this um, process, I think, is us realizing what hasn't worked. Like what has worked, we have amazing kids that are mature in a lot of areas. And then there's other areas where they're where we did not do a good job and because we weren't emotionally healthy. So um, it left gaps for them. And we're learning that that um, where that is. And we want to help other people not to walk have to walk that same road and get into their kids 20s and realize oh yep if we would have just known that Mm -hmm. and a lot of even what we taught last week especially the adult maturity gosh it just put a fire in us again for young adults because we're just like man if they could learn this i was just gonna say they could learn this in their 20s it would it would change everything versus the people were in groups and such like a lot of our people are 40 and they're learning this and we're just like man yeah yeah. yeah, 20 years of heartache pain. And, and pain and frustration and feeling shame and mm-hmm. failure uh, did not have to happen. And no. so I mean, it doesn't have to happen. No, it doesn't. And I would say, too, on the guidance for elders, this is something we're practicing. Like just this week in the last few days, we just got on the phone with some people that are elders to us to say, hey, we don't know how to be good parents in this situation. Can you help us? Can yeah. you talk to us about what you might do? Can you pray with us about that? Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is so key and something that was really missing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and something easy, I think, that you can just bypass because we had to consciously make yes. the choice. And right. We had to consciously be mature enough to identify the need, realize mm-hmm. that, hey, we need help and then articulate it. What do I need help with? And then make the phone call. Right. And then I'll also say this. Um, so there are, obviously, there's parents out there that your parents are still alive. Mm-hmm. And they're the grandparents. And um, they may give advice. And they may give, you know, like, well, we did it this way. You know, and, and sometimes, as I know, for me, 
Um, like if my mom ever said that, um, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, well, I don't, I'm not going to do that or just mm-hmm. because it's my mom, you know, you just kind of you brush it off. Um, but you know, there's, there's, still, there's still wisdom there mm-hmm. and you yeah. still need to listen and you need to perfectly consider what they're saying. And it may not be something that you feel the Lord's asking you to do for your family and for your kids, but at the same time, don't um, dismiss it. Don't yeah. dismiss it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we actually, at this point don't have parents like that, that we can call and walk us through with that. So it does make it tough when we're having to call people that we've built relationship with versus having family. Those of you who have parents Mm -hmm. that are involved with your kids and involved in your life, uh, gosh, be grateful and and make the phone calls. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, parent stage needs. The uh, one other need is that you need feedback and advice from other mothers and fathers. Gosh, it's so easy (laughs) to get busy with your own kids' lives. And yeah. I think this whole shutdown has like all the activities are out. Yeah. All the stuff that used to cause you. I know I was mom taxi for a long time yes. and that changed. Yeah. And so, um, so it was easy to be too busy to mm-hmm. have peer friends who are also moms and dads and who are in the trenches with you, yeah. uh, in their own trench. And even just sharing stories back and forth provides so much support and yeah. it really is needed. Yeah. I was going to say, share stories, share, mm-hmm. you know, um, this is how we did this. This is what this worked for us. This, you know, and, and be involved with other parents mm-hmm. because if especially, especially parents of, um, your kids, friends, I think is also really good too. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So where you can not because what happens there too, I think we get into that too, but a little bit, but there's the community of parents of friends. So like your kids, wherever they go, they know they have like a second mom or they have mm-hmm. a second dad and vice versa. And where you, and then it's you, really important for them. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. And then you're able to talk to each other and compare mm-hmm. notes and to help all the kids in the community grow. Yeah. So by you having peer support, you're actually building a whole other layer of support for your kids. Mm. When you have a supportive peer layer that they know that you trust and that they can trust. Yeah. Um, Cause they will look for that. They will absolutely look for that. When they enter that 13 years and up, they're going to be looking around saying who else is around besides my parents to help me figure out how to navigate this world. Yeah. So if you've already provided that for them and they have access and they trust and they have relationship, that's awesome. It That's makes it huge nice. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing um, that um, parents need in this stage is that uh, community to provide encouragement, guidance and breaks and opportunities to recharge. Mm-hmm. So that looks like you have parents that will let you have a date night. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or uh, I've known a lot of moms who will trade. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. where it's like, That's Hey, good. if you'll watch my kids for two hours, I'll watch your kids for two hours. And those are great ways to do it. Also to being aware in the community, we talk about community and we're talking about peer friends, but also this is the role. And we'll talk about elders next week to clarify mm-hmm. who an elder is and yeah. what their job is. But elders who are available, gosh, this is a gift to yeah. parent, to tired parents who mm-hmm. just need a break, grandparents stepping in to take a night or um, just different elders in the community taking taking someone out to ice cream yeah. or being a mentor when things are tough at home or a kid just needs a break from siblings or family. Um, it's great to be able to step in for them. And it yeah. is really needed both for parents and for the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the last parent stage need is a secure, orderly environment. <laughs> mm, I mean, this is kind of an obvious. I don't yeah. think we need to go on a diatribe about no. this, but. 
That's important that yeah. you have security. A parent who is trying to parent a child in a, in a non-secure environment, those who are struggling with homelessness or um, not guaranteed housing. Yeah. We know a lot of people who have walked through that stage. We've mm-hmm. fostered a lot of kids whose parents weren't able to parent well because of some basic, basic needs yeah. of security. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or because of even just orderly environment, being able to keep a, a clean, appropriate house yeah. for their children. Um, it's a need. And it, yeah. it's interesting because this is actually in a community need in the parent stage yeah. community need. Obviously, as a community, we can't necessarily provide housing in the in that state. Like, it's not like our job to make right. sure that every parent has a house. house. But knowing this is important to know that especially single moms or people who are struggling with housing will struggle to be parents until that's provided. So if you're ever in a situation where you know someone who is struggling with just basics of housing and food, Mm -hmm. um, don't judge their parenting (laughs) unless you're willing to step in and help. They are not going to be able to be the parents that they were created to be if they don't know where their next meal is coming from or if they don't know where they're going to sleep that night. So as a community, we need to stay aware of that. Yeah. And that's just the physical side. I Mm -hmm. think then there's the emotional side and then there's the mental side of that. Secure and orderly being, yes, safe, safe, Mm -hmm. um, that the, that parents need, they need to know that their community, there's like, there's, how do you say that? There's a, security and that there's an there's an order i mean not like there's like the top dog and the next person down but that there is this there's a structure this structure Mm -hmm. this meshing this growing together of their community their environment to put it to that's very much um secure in that that they know that you know if i go if i start to veer off the rails a little bit there's going to be someone there that says oh wait no we need to come back over here right um they need to know that yeah. And know that they they're secure in that and that they can cuz there's freedom in that structure right, for you for to sure. be parents and to be who God's created you to be. So. Right. And the community helps provide that safety net for you. That's exactly. that's yeah, the that's idea yep. there. Yeah, for sure. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.